E-P-T. Inextract. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters, raw, raw, raw. Well, Coach Turf, I see you're all set to leave for Indiana Orthopedic University in your ball game with IOU. Now, you told me on that last program that your starting safety, Stubby Simmons, might be out of action due to an injury this week. If so, who's going to be taking his place in the IOU game? Well, you know, we was talking about that. You know, IOU has one of them bone-crushing ground games. You know, they run the wishbone. So what we're going to do, we figured out we're going to take our free safety out of the lineup and put in an extra linebacker, and we're going to use a freshman boy named of a Plug Donovan. You know, he ain't very tall. In fact, I believe his waistline's about the same as his height. But anyway, he's real capable of filling in whatever holes we got in our defensive line. Well, I wanted to ask you about your game plan on offense because obviously you're going to have to score more points than you did last week if you're going to win. Well, that's right. You know, I've been saying that all along. In fact, ever since 1937, our game plan has always been the same, and that is score more points than the other folks, and that, that way we'll win. And the boys haven't been following the game plan. So this week we're going to try something different. Well, what is that, Coach? Well, we're going to put in another tight end on the weak side and rotate him toward the slot and hoping that creates a little daylight between the rover and the inside linebacker on the strong side, provided, of course, the nose guard in the corner covering the X receiver takes the bait and creates man coverage on the halfback who goes in motion to fake the pitch out, and that gives the quarterback the option of going to the triple wing side. Coach, that sounds a bit complicated to me. Well, it must be. I've, I've only gotten now to the point where I can draw it on the chalkboard. I'll be back with Coach Turf in just a moment and speaking of drawing on that chalkboard today's art turf show is proudly sponsored by metal screws which has nothing to do with drawing on a chalkboard april fools coach turf i'm still trying to figure out your offensive game plan you explained a moment ago would you would you run that bias one more time well you, you take the tight end and uh, he rotates over toward the slot and the uh, daylight, the uh, inside linebacker, uh, the uh, well, the corner and the nose guard on the other side, uh, and, and the halfback is supposed to, we, we fake him to pitch out and the quarterback, uh, we have the triple option wing side. All right, coach, that second consecutive road game is coming up this week. Has scheduling the first two games on the road created any additional hardships for your coaching staff and your players well what it does is we got to make sure we wash our white road uniforms for two straight weeks in a row you know they ain't nothing more embarrassing than walking out onto the football field wearing dirty uniforms you know uniforms is supposed to be dirty after the ball game not before it starts and that puts a lot of pressure on our equipment manager good old suds bleachman but he does a real fine job keeping our uniforms all cleaned up well coach are you planning on bringing back a victory this week well, you know what they say. Uh, they say that you win some and you lose some. And I say, wouldn't that be nice? Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Every one of us. You're keeping good company with WATH. Just a might bit gloomy outside. Um, you know, no sunshine really showing. Kind of gray. 38 degrees at the moment, headed up to 44. But it's going to be 25 tonight. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, they all are talking about the mid-50s. Might be able to get a little grass cutting done. I was 
someone coming to, um, uh, well, I, I really don't know when they're going to show up to uh, take my mower in for servicing, Scott. And um, Good to get that done. Well, yeah, except they need it for a week. They, they, oh. they pick up on one weekend and deliver the next. Oh, that's going to cramp your style, yeah. cutting grass. I cut it, what, every third day? Um, Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, Year I'm, round. I'm exaggerating, but, you know, I did take it out and tried mowing the snow. This is the truth. <laughs> Just because I knew my neighbors would talk about it. So, <laughs> there's Paul. It. Look at Palmer over there. Ah, that's great. Yeah. That sounds like something I would do. And, um, but anyway, just routine servicing of my mower in. It's a, um, you know, a riding mower. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, when they look out the window while you're mowing snow, just smile and wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did as people were driving by. And they were like, you know... Is he really doing that? What's staring he, at me. Is he plowing snow? No. No. He's mowing snow. <laughs> See, there's something I was going to say. Oh, so... I have the opportunity to borrow my neighbor's mower and uh, keep up with things this week. Oh, good. So um, I'll, I'll be okay. Good I'll, neighbor. I'll be okay. Kay. Yeah. Oh, Grace. Grace Swartz. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. She's a great neighbor. Great lady. Indeed. Well, One of my special friends. Yeah. Get your mower service. Get the oil changed. You know, we miss, we miss belts. Raleigh here. Sure, we do. Raleigh was such an important part of our sports programming and yeah. um, so well thought of in the community. Of course, Definitely. His yep. profession was a banker, of course, Hocking Valley Bank. But anyway, um, well, let's see here. Let's get into the show. Today is uh, April Fool's Day. It's also my first wife's birthday. I already sent her a text message this morning saying happy birthday. But it's April Fool's Day, and we we might have some information to share about some of that here in a few minutes. It's National One Cent Day. You know, I think I can remember that there was a day when you could buy maybe like a gumball for one cent, you know, something like that. I can't think of anything anymore that costs one cent. It's, uh, yeah, days gone by. I don't know if I can either. It's National Sourdough Bread Day. Yum. Yum. It's National Take Down Tobacco Wait a minute. Let me say it differently. It's Take Down Tobacco National Day of Action. Okay, I want you to look it up. But I assume they're just trying to get people to stop the use of tobacco. Take Down Tobacco National Day of Action. Yeah, that was my presumption, too, when I saw that earlier. Yeah. And, you know, like I said... Do you do, you do these earlier in the day? No. Oh. I just happen to see it. Just okay. happen to read it. Oh, sometimes I do. Well, yeah. I, I don't mind. I don't yeah. mind. But I do it so early because we get different listening audiences then that we do now. You know, people getting ready for Some, work. Yeah. yeah. But I was thinking, you know, and I'm in the process of researching right now. Um, Internet's a little slow at the moment. Okay. Um... But I was saying before, pros and cons to everything. Big tobacco is a big industry that provides a lot of tax revenue to states, particularly North Carolina. A lot of tax revenue to the country, to the feds, federal government, federal taxes. But yet on the other side, research and science has shown that it's very harmful to the human body. So, um, you know, I thought people would 
cut way back on smoking as the price of cigarettes have, I don't know how much they are now, but pushing probably seven or eight bucks, I'm guessing. Oh, I don't think it's that high. But you don't? Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. I, I was reading But some still, it's higher than <coughs> it has been for years. Yeah. Um, that um, I think I remember reading somewhere, maybe the New York Times, that uh, somewhere in New York City or maybe citywide, a pack of cigarettes is pushing 10 bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I think that would be a deterrent enough right there, but... Well, I admit, uh, I admit that I like a cigar um, once in a while. Um, both Pat and myself years ago did smoke some regularly. Uh, I still enjoy a cigar. But uh, she stopped completely, and I have a cigar once in a while. Did did she do cigars too? <laughs> no. Oh no. Well, some ladies like those slim cigars. Oh, okay. No, she's. Um, in fact, she does. Uh, what do you call it? Nebulizer. Oh yeah. Um, twice a day. And that's more because of her cancer, that she's dealing with. Uh, than any past history or anything like that. The cancer she has, folks, was originally uh, breast cancer. And then we went all through those um, chemotherapy. When chemotherapy was uh, where you sat in a bed when they put a bunch of chemicals in you once every three weeks or something like that. And then you were sick. You know, it made you sick. Mm-hmm. By the way, today's treatments are so much better. And they still call it a type of chemotherapy. But this was the old-fashioned kind. And um, now this, um, and she had radiation and everything. This is 20 years ago, 20, 22 years ago. And now uh, we we discovered, uh, what, three years ago that it has reoccurred, metastasized, I think is the proper term. But it's in her bones. So um, she's on a wonderful drug that has kept everything at bay since she was put on it. You can see it advertised on TV periodically, Ibrantz. And then and some other things as well, but um, so far that eye branch seems to be uh, keeping things, um, shall we say, at the status quo. Yeah, not getting worse, not getting better. Keeping it stabilized. Yeah. Well, good. That's truly a blessing. So, um, indeed. All right. All right. Here I we probably, go. With I've that. probably said too much personal. I, well, I hope she won't people. mind care about you know her updates too yeah see how she's doing so national what was it take down tobacco national day of action is a national day of activism that empowers youth to stand out speak up and seize control against big tobacco a part of the kick butts campaign the initiative not only empowers students to say no to tobacco and e-cigarettes but also gives them the tools to become a tobacco free generation Okay, now you brought up another thing a moment ago just by accident. E-cigarettes. Yeah. And then there's this stuff. What's the term? Vaping? Vaping. Now, what's all that about? Well, it's supposed to be an alternative to regular tobacco use where you smoke in and inhale the vapors from a cartridge, a flavored cartridge, hmm. that it uh, gives off the, it looks like steam. But it's, what I've seen people it do too it. is not considered good for you, right? Correct, yeah. It, it also has harmful effects on the lungs. Okay. And uh, some of the research I've read is 
with his vaping, just in general terms here, when it's ingested, uh, the cartridge has that flavor in it. And when it's ingested in the lungs, it goes in. And then once it settles in there, uh, it, it has a way of hardening okay. in there. So that, that is one of the harmful agents of vaping. Too is that uh, you know it doesn't exit the body or exit the lungs uh, like a like a smoke would. Well, one thing for sure is that throughout mankind, um, we have uh, chosen to take up certain habits that may not be perfectly healthy. And uh, think of all the different items over the years that. Uh, this could be referring to yes like drinking out of a garden hose now huh <laughs> it's so funny because some of the things well, i've talked about this to some some of my friends and even the focus group about wait wait, wait wait scott you have friends um a couple okay i think maybe are, not are they married maybe just camouflage uh yes okay um just to fo- I don't, focus I don't know why I went there. I was I don't just either. teasing. Keep, but, uh, keep going. Anyway. Um, Drinking out of a garden. Home. Yeah, they talked about things that we used to do as kids that were not deemed harmful. <laughs> and that's one of the ones that, that is brought up every now and then because of the harmful germs that are still around the nozzle of the hose. Or, I still do it. So do I. I mean, come on. You know, come on, man. We did it as a kid. We're still kicking. And you talk about a nice, refreshing thing on a hot summer day yeah. back in the 1960s when not everybody had air conditioning. You know, we drank out of a garden hose, even at the ball fields, yes, you know, or yes. the, at West State Street fields now. There were hoses there, fountains there. I mean, we drank out of those. And if some of the, some of the, uh, the crew was maintenance crew was working on the fields and they had a hose out you know if it was a hot day we'd pick it up and take a swig you know so it's just one of those things that comes up that that is now possibly deemed harmful to you from doing that and drinking out of the same cup from somebody else that someone else has drank out of right after you you know yeah. washed it sand cleaned it whatever but some of these things come up and we're like, you know, we, we laugh about them now and think, yeah, we used to do that as a kid. Here's another thing. Remember the lawn game called jarts? It was lawn darts. Yes, okay. They had pointed metal tips on those that could really inflict some damage if you were hit by one. But we didn't care. We played them all the time when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. You know, just taught you to move quickly it developed skill and agility that's what we say now this is one of the things hey i've got a list here of cigarette prices by states we were talking about that earlier real quick okay um the cigarette prices by states on average first state that i that i have here on the list is ohio and the amount is six dollars and three cents per pack really yeah a dollar eighty cents of tax Indiana five ninety seven, California five eighty nine, South Carolina five eighty five. Just to give you an example. And, uh, but the, the the tax thing you mentioned is included in the total you had mentioned. Um, I would think it is. Typically, they are. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's getting up there. And let me see if I can find. Uh, I'm I'm interested in. Not to take a poke at anybody or anything like that, but West Virginia to see if it comes up here quickly. But uh, not responding at the moment. So, uh, anyway. Oh, here it is. West Virginia. Uh, 543 per pack. So, now it goes on to say cigarette prices nationwide may vary between 525 and 1285 per pack. Yes. Well, you'd certainly think where the price is higher, there would be more less smoking 
you know, just like people, the price, the gallon of a price of a gallon of gasoline, they're thinking about you know less going about. Well, anyway. oh yeah, well here just to give you the top states here, Illinois uh, average price of a pack or above ten dollars a pack. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's the average price. Okay, Illinois charges eleven fifty per pack. And New York charges twelve eighty five per pack, the highest. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. All right. So historical events, right? We typically do that when we have a free for all, and today is just that. The Byzantine Emperor Justin the First names his nephew Justinian I as co-ruler and successor to the throne. When did this happen? The year 527. In 1748, the ruins of Pompeii, rediscovered by Spanish, or rather Spaniard, Roque, 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 Jacques de Alcubierre. Anyway, 1748, Pompeii ruins rediscovered. 1952, the Big Bang Theory proposed in physical review by Alfred, Beth, and George Gamow. The Big Bang Theory. They had a TV show by that name, too. 1974, Ayatollah Khomeini calls for an Islamic Republic in Iran. 1976, Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs found Apple Computer in the garage of Jobs' parents' house, which was in Cupertino, California. see forgive my poor memory my first computer was a Macintosh and then when I got a better one it too was a Macintosh and then I made the switch to whatever you would call it Apple, well, PC. No, wasn't Macintosh an Apple? Yeah. Okay. But then I made the switch to finally to um, a, a, a PC, like Hewitt Packard or something like that. I think I still have my Mac. It would be kind of fun to light it up and see, see, see if the, it still works. See the blinking cursor on it, the square? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's see here. Uh, the last one is uh, in 2001, the Netherlands becomes the first country in the world to make same-sex marriage legal. All right, birthdays, famous ones. Let's see, we'll pick the, uh, we'll do those that have passed first, and then we have one person that's alive yet. So let's go with um, Sophie Germain. She was born in 1776, died in 1831. She was a French mathematician, physicist, and philosopher. Despite initial opposition from her parents and difficulties presented by society, she gained education from her books. Yeah. Good for her. And um, this is a, a very rough picture of her, but she also, dare I say, looks attractive. Well, you know, speaking of society... And suppression for girls to get their education. That's happening all over again now in Afghanistan. Yeah. And it's just 
heartbreaking to see those girls that want to go to school now, and now they're not allowed to go past a certain grade once again, thanks to the Taliban. Otto von Bismarck is next. Otto uh, was born in 1815. He died in 1898. Otto von Bismarck. Otto Prince of Bismarck, Count of Bismarck, Duke of Laurenburg, born Otto Eduard Leopold von Bismarck, was a conservative German statesman and diplomat from his base in the upper class of Junker landowners. Bismarck rose rapidly in Prussian politics. Um, Toshiro Mifune, M-I-F-U-N-E, born in 1920, died in 1997. He was a Japanese actor who appeared in over 150 feature films. He is best known for his 16-film collaboration, with Akira Kurosawa and such works as Rashomon, Seven Samurai, The Hidden Fortress, Throne of Blood, and Yojimbo. The last one we have today is a, a young person, Logan Paul, celebrating his 27th birthday today. Now his face, his face, his picture here looks vaguely familiar, but wow. Uh, it is hard for me to keep track of the younger um, performers and, and actors and things like that. So what, what's he known for? Well, th- this is kind of interesting to me anyway, that they get, they get celebrity status from being a YouTuber and social media personality. <laughs> and that's what he is. In addition to posting on his own YouTube channel, he has run the Impulsive Podcast since November 2018. And he currently has more than 23 million subscribers on YouTube as of January 2022. He's a YouTuber. Um, have you ever watched anything on YouTube? Oh, yeah. I Music don't... videos, mostly. Or oh. funny videos. Yeah, I don't think I... All right, uh, two famous deaths to mention. Uh, One, a very popular um, uh, entertainer for our station is that of Marvin Gaye. And um, he was born in 1939, died in 1984. I had a couple of, I'll say, shoulder rubs with him where we were on the same... uh, same booking. Um, Scott Joplin. Uh, no, I never met him. He was before my time. But I certainly know his music. 1868, his birth. 1917, his passing. Scott Joplin was an American, African-American composer and pianist Joplin is also known as the king of ragtime because of the fame achieved for his ragtime compositions music that was born out of the african-american community and some of his uh, compositions include the entertainer mm-hmm. tremonisha and maple leaf rag all well known to us yes all right well If you have been listening to my show for any length of time, um, you know that um, the COVID statistics we will share with you nearly daily, uh, it's come to the point where they're now updating them weekly. So I have the report in front of me, but first we do have a caller that is called in, so let's bring them on board. Good morning. Good morning. Would you folks mind uh, sharing with your audience the birth of that baby, why River Chalker was not on. Why what? what, what why River what? River Chalker? That his name? Oh, he's a our, new, he's a new our daddy. News director, yes. Yes, he's a new daddy. Right. Is it a boy or a girl? I think it's a boy. Yes, it is. Great. Nice to see your family increase. 
Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're part of your family, all those folks that from the beginning when you took over the, um, the station until now. So thanks for sharing that with your audience. The only thing I haven't verified is if, his, if they named him Stream. Ah. Uh, how about rainfall? Uh, no, how about waterfall? <laughs> well. Okay. Don't uh, burden the poor child okay, okay. with strange names. But. <laughs> or how about Walker? Walker. Walker Chalker. Walker. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. stop this. Bye-bye. Y- you started it, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Actually, the little guy's name is Arlo. Arlo? Yeah. Well, that's, let's see. Very cool. Yeah. I thought river, stream, you know. Yeah. And then next one could be crick, creek, something. Okay. And then never mind. <laughs> okay, so a few weeks ago, the, um, the various national health agencies and everything that have tracked all of these statistics for several years daily, it chose to change to a weekly report, which is on Thursdays. So this is an update as of yesterday. And we're talking about the COVID stuff. So, uh, let's start with Athens. In Athens... In the last week, we've had one additional death, bringing the total since it all began to 138 people who have died. In Athens, in the last week, okay, I see a math problem here. No, no, I'm misreading a column. Okay, in the last week, we've had uh, 55 additional people recovered, bringing the total of those that have recovered in our county to 14,265. We have 341 still being hospitalized. That number has not changed, although some people have changed. Some have been released, others have been added, but it's stayed very level at 341 for several weeks now. Total case count. In the last week, we've had 19 new cases in Athens County. the total being 14,490 cases. How does that represent against our total population? So 22.2% of Athens County's population has experienced COVID. Join me in hitting this, okay? Knock on wood. Both Scott and I have avoided it. Yes, amen for that. State of Ohio. Um... So far, in the state of Ohio, there have been 2,672,801 cases. I told you Athens was 22%, so is the state. Presently active, 50,119. 
a week ago, it was um, 51,325. So it's dropped by over 1,000 cases active right now in the last week. Recovered. A week ago, it was 2,618,000. Now it's 2,622,000. The state vaccination rate, as of yesterday, 62.29% were vaccinated. That's 7,281,000 people. One figure that um, went up is last week in the state of Ohio, we had 249 deaths. COVID deaths. The week before, 185. Um, I think I hit the major items there. Now, for our nation, the United States. Um, This past week, there were 205,509 new cases. Bringing the total to 81 million, 740, almost 743,000 cases. So on a nationwide basis, 24.5% have um, had um, have had to deal with COVID. Vaccination rate. Nationwide, 76.79%. How many deaths last week? 4987. This is nationwide. The week before, 5422. So a good improvement there. Nationwide, since the whole thing began, we did hit the million mark about um, a week ago. Now the uh, the it stands at one million six thousand four hundred and eighty-one deaths. That's one point two three percent of our nation's population um, has died as a result of COVID. Active cases right now. That's down. Two weeks ago, we had 23,500. Last week, 16.9. This week, 15.6. Good job. And, of course, the last category is that of the nation. Not the nation, but rather the the world. Um, I'm I'm just generally going to say things have improved there, too. Okay? Because numbers are... Numbers are just numbers on the radio unless unless I explain them real thoroughly. All right, so what's going on? In one of the reports that I rely on, we have a story this morning. It says the full human genome 
decoded. The human genome has been fully mapped. Scientists announced this yesterday. A milestone that comes more than two decades after the initial results from the Human Genome Project were first released. The initial release described the vast majority of the human genome, but left 8% undescribed. The new and final data will fill in those gaps. Now, genes, of course, refer to specific units of molecules. Let me read that better. Genes refer to specific units of molecules that, when strung together, make up a a set of genetic instructions for biological organisms. By understanding the placement and function of each gene, Scientists can draw conclusions and work on treatments for a wide range of disorders. The Human Genome Project remains the largest collaborative biological project in human history. And uh, this was a big step forward this past week. Changing topics. Violence escalates in Israel. At least two people were killed and 15 injured after Israeli forces raided a Palestinian refugee camp on the West Bank yesterday. The move followed a string of three deadly strikes, or rather deadly attacks, inside Israel that left 11 people dead within the span of a week including a mass shooting outside of Tel Aviv that killed five. The violence is some of the worst seen in the country since last spring, when tensions erupted into an 11-day conflict that left roughly 270 people dead and more than 2,000 injured. Well, reports suggest the most recent attack was carried out by the Palestinian militant group Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigade and was linked to the recent Negev Summit. Forgive my pronunciations, please. Anyway, the Israeli-hosted talks included the U.S., Egypt, Morocco, Bahrain, and the UAE, United Arab Enterprise, right? Emirates. Emirates, thank you. And marked the next step in the so-called Abraham Accords struck under the Trump administration. Okay, so from this particular national entity, reporting entity, that's that's the one I wanted to, those were the several I wanted to cover. Uh, We now turn to the New York Times and their reports this morning. They took a look at Nevada, one of the states that will determine Senate control in this year's midterm elections. Nevada, perhaps more than any other state, has showcased the potential for a more diverse America to move the country's politics to the left. Forgive me, I'm really embarrassed to say this. I keep getting confused left-right. Left is Republican or Democrat? Um, well, the left Conservative is... Conservative or... Left is typically the liberals. Liberals. 
Yeah, okay. and far right is usually the conservatives. Okay, I always get that messed up in my if head. If I have it right, that is. Someone will correct us if we're wrong. Going on. Rising numbers of Asian American and Latino residents have helped Democrats win the state in the past four presidential elections. The party also holds both of Nevada's Senate seats. So, we have a graph here showing that um, some, some time ago in Nevada was basically white. Now it is maybe 48% white, maybe 30% Hispanic, 10% Asian or his Pacific Islander, 8% black, 3% other. Uh, even, you know, in 1990, when I said it was largely white, the one category that did exist, and it existed at about a 35% level, was American Indian. Oh, well. is a lengthy article, but it's it's well done, I think, uh, if you'd like to look at the New York Times, the morning report. We do have a caller. Let me uh, bring them on board. Good morning. Morning, David. Um, I really wish we'd get off the segregation. I thought we got away from segregation. I, we're all Americans, and let's just go at that. I have agree. A, have a good day. I agree. I really do. I, I, I don't like titles or designations or categories. I totally agree. We're all Americans. You know, we should be going like we used to do. And, you know, I know I've said this before, the Ohio Athletics Department, we are all on the same team rooting for each other, have each other's backs, and we are stronger, unified than we are divided. United we stand, divided we fall. That is so true and obviously apparent. So together as a team, we can do many great things in this country. Absolutely. Scott, I gave you earlier in the day um, a a little report about um, April Fool's. Uh, Did you see anything in there worth sharing? not just yet. Um, okay, well, we only mm-hmm. have uh, three minutes here. Um, I will talk about this while you maybe you take a glance to see if there's one sticking out type point. Um, states whose unemployment claims are recovering the quickest. Okay. Now, this is just amazing. You list 51 places, including the, you know, so the 50 states plus the District of Columbia. States whose unemployment claims are recovering the quickest. Who do you think is last? Where it's slow, it's recovering the slowest. Washington, D.C. Bingo. But worse yet, what's the next worst? O-H-I-O. <sighs> Terrible. Yes, that's one where we would like to be at least in the middle, which typically we are as a state. Okay, here we go. The tale that April Fool's Day derives from a calendar change in France exists in several versions, including one cited in Jack Santino's All Around the Year. In this version, the change occurred because of the switch 
from the Julian to the Gregorian calendar, which France adopted in 1852. The same story is used to explain the origin of various other holidays, including Old Christmas. And uh, since this appears to be a traditional story that occurs in several variants localized to different holidays, times, and places, it might be good to look at the calendar change story as a migratory legend. First mm. reference to April Fool's Day comes from a 1561 Flemish poem by Edward de Denay, and um, apparently that's where it comes from, 1561. All right. Enjoy your weekend out there. Be safe. Be uh be whatever you need to be. <laughs> be warm. Be warm, yes. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. U.S. employers are hiring by leaps and bounds, and Wall Street is reacting. The Dow up 80 points in early trading after the Labor Department announced 431,000 jobs added last month. CBS News business analyst Jill Schlesinger looks at the bigger picture. That means that 2022 has started with robust job gains, averaging 562,000 per month. We also now know that there have been 12 consecutive months of job gains as the labor market continues to heal from the COVID pandemic. The unemployment rate dropped to 3.6%. Buy a new car in four years, and it'll be required to get 40 miles a gallon instead of the current 26. The federal government has just announced new fuel economy requirements. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says it will undo a rollback of standards set during the Trump administration. No sign of a decline in gas prices yet after the president's